0: Hey, it's Lynn Galadner, and this is the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm founder of the Your People Marketing and PR Agency, and I lead the Make Meaning Movement, a platform that helps purpose-driven visionaries and leaders do business with meaning. On this podcast, you'll hear stories of how people dare to take chances to live the life they want with meaningful work and purposeful days. There are many ways to fill your life with meaning. Join us at makemeaning.org to learn more. Now, on to the show. Nancy Marshall is founder and CEO of Marshall Communications in Maine and host of the PR Maven podcast. A public relations and social media powerhouse, Nancy prides herself on immersing with her clients. When she represented Northern Outdoors, she became a licensed whitewater rafting guide. For the Maine Windjammer Association, she was a crew member on the Victory Chimes. For Orvis, she learned to fly fish and tie flies. She's also a really sunny personality with a great laugh and a friendly constitution. I'm so honored to welcome Nancy Marshall to the Make Meaning Podcast. So hi, Nancy. Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. Hi, Lynn. It's such a pleasure to be here with you today. Well, it's so much fun. And of course, our listeners can't see, but you have this great smile. And it's always nice to be around you. Even your emails have that sort of upbeat perspective. So I hope that comes across in the episode today. So lovely to have you. And we're going to talk a little bit about your public relations career. Um, But I want to start by asking you, you know, so fly fishing, whitewater rafting guide, and a crew member, all in the name of serving your clients well. So tell me about your all-in approach to your work.
1: (laughs) Well, I always felt like I could represent a client much more authentically if I really delved into their business. And so when I was working for a ski resort, I was actually a certified ski instructor and then when I started my business, I had a rafting company, so I said, I said to them, I'm going to become a rafting guy. <laughs> and I Actually, I had just had my first child a few months before that, and I had to ask my mother to take care of my newborn baby for five days while I went and got certified as a rafting guy. <laughs> Luckily, she loved my son and still does to this day, so it worked out all right, but... No, I just feel like um, when working with the media, I don't want to be just like a flack or a mouthpiece or somebody who just totes the the company line. I really want to delve in and get to know the people and exactly what they do. And I think that you can do a much better job representing a client if you've done the thing, whatever
0: the thing is that the client does. Yeah. No, I, you know, I totally relate to that. And in my public relations and marketing work, I'm the same way. You know, I feel like when you know the client well, and you can speak their language, you really um, can represent them well. you know what you're talking about. You're not just from the outside, but at the same time, you bring an outside perspective that can give them some, um, some really great objectivity, which is helpful in coming up with what you want to pitch about, or, you know, like really understanding what could be of interest to the media and what might not. And so I feel like having that objectivity but the in-depth experience is a really nice compliment, don't you think? I totally feel that um that's important and also knowing the people
1: behind the scenes at the client. And um, because once you get to know those people and you have a relationship of trust with them, they're much more likely to share stories with you. Yeah, and that's where you can noodle out those really newsworthy gems or stories that the media will love so of course whenever I'm talking to somebody I'm thinking (laughs) with one part of my brain about what what is going to be a newsworthy hook and then if again if the if the employees of the company know like and trust you they're more willing to cooperate when you need them to do
0: something that might be a little bit out of the ordinary. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So tell me how you chose public relations for your focus Like, what drew you to the field?
1: Well, my father, who has been gone now since 2006, but he he and I had a really great relationship. And he worked for Westinghouse Electric Corporation as an electrical engineer. But he was the kind of electrical engineer who he was very charismatic and um, and he, he did sales for Westinghouse. So he knew that I would excel in some kind of a sales or marketing profession. And when I was actually 17 years old, he had sold a big piece of equipment to a paper mill in Uh, Rumford, Maine. And he actually talked to the people that published the in-house corporate magazine for Westinghouse and said, you know, my daughter's interested in public relations and I'd like to have her write an article and take some photos at the grand opening of this paper machine. And they said, sure, that'll be great. So I did that. And and as soon as I saw my work published, I was like, oh, this is so awesome. And I think I was only 17 at the time. Uh But then he arranged for me to job shadow with the corporate PR people for for the company. And I thought that was so awesome, too. So everything that I did related to public relations was just a good fit for my personality and my skill set because it involved. Writing, which I was always pretty good at. Talking, which of course I'm good at. <laughs> yep. <laughs> to get paid to talk, I'll take that job. <laughs> well, I mean, the skills come pretty naturally to me. And I, I do really, as much as I love to talk, I do... I do try to listen actively and remember things about people. And that really has helped too.
0: So what do you love most about your work?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, I still, and I've been doing this for a long time. I still get a thrill Mm -hmm. when I see a result of my work in in a newspaper or on television. It's, It's like I equate it to like if I was in sales, like if I had made a big sale. Even right now, I have an opinion piece from a daily newspaper that my team had written and submitted on behalf of two corporate executives. And it's just very gratifying to, to be able to, to achieve that and, and to get things in the media, but I'm doing even more than that, helping companies with their messaging. And, you know, a lot of companies just do not understand how to tell their story. And, you know, I believe in the the whole story brand approach and, and, clarifying the company's story and then communicating it to the targeted audiences and using content marketing, essentially, uh, to connect with all of your targeted audiences. So every aspect of it is very exciting to me. And it's nice to be able to share my enthusiasm, not only with my own employees, but with my clients. And I think my clients can feel my sense of enthusiasm for their work. And, and that creates a lot of good energy.
0: Yeah. You know, and I'm going to ask you more questions about public relations in a minute, but I'm I'm a little curious, you know, on this show, we talk about meaning and purpose and how people can find their meaning and then work and live with purpose. And I, I love that you love every aspect of what you're doing, that you talked about how, you know, your natural personality, your natural talents were such a fit for this field. And I think a lot of people struggle to figure out, you know, who they are at the core and how they put that to use in their career. And so I wonder if you have any thoughts about that for our listeners about, you know, how do you take a look at who you are, what you do well, what interests you, and then convert that into meaningful work that really helps others? Because I, I believe you're right. I believe that when your clients work with you, they know that you're all in, that you care about them, that you're really passionate. And of course, that makes your work successful because every part of you is is really poured into it. And I don't know that everybody feels that way. There are always people who dread going to work. They can't wait for Fridays and vacations. And so how, how, what advice would you give our listeners about understanding yourself and your passions well enough to pour that into meaningful work?
1: I think you need to be self-aware and to pay attention as you go through your day, every day to pay attention to the things that bring you joy. And, you know, I'm reading the Jay Shetty book right now, Think Like a Monk. Oh, I love his podcast.
0: I listen to it all the time. That's so great. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan. And just the whole mindful approach to life. And, you know, even if you're doing something that's a seemingly boring task to just try to notice, to notice things that if you're taking a walk that you've taken 50 days, 50 times before to notice a bird or a a different kind of a tree or so I think if you can be a noticer Mm -hmm. (laughs) in your daily life of the kinds of things that that you're not only good at but that bring you joy and for for example I'm a real connector Mm -hmm. I love to I love to build a big network of people and then to connect people they need each other for some reason they might not even know they need each other but whether it's helping somebody find a new job or to introduce again I love to introduce a client to a journalist or to introduce two people that uh, even for a love interest or whatever (laughs) it is it, it just I have this huge database in my head of all these people that I've met in my travels and and I'm always connecting people and and for me that's that's one of the greatest things in life. So I guess my, my recommendation is, I mean, some people who are really introverted may not enjoy doing that kind of connecting, but I have an employee, a young employee who works with me named Emma. um, And she's just great at public relations because she's great at, at project management and pulling all the details together. And forecasting how long it's going to take to get something done and she can do graphic design and she can do writing. And, and I just adore her and she and I have a joke about how I should be a little more introverted like her. Cause sometimes I'm a little too extroverted. She <laughs> was a little more extroverted. So we just laugh about it and, you know, just try to live our lives <laughs> in, in the right way. But I think I, I have identified, what she likes to do, what she excels at, sure. and I try to show her that I'm grateful for everything because gratitude is at the key of all happiness.
0: That is true. That's definitely true and being of service. I mean, one thing that Jay talks about a lot in his um, experiences as a monk is that the beginning of the day, the first half of the day is about you know, perfecting the self and really working on the self and the second half is about service. And I don't know that any of us look at our days that way, but that's really helpful to me to hear that on his podcast because, it just reminds me, you know, it's, it's not about me. It's about how I can impact the world and, um, you know, sort of drawing that focus into clear, into clarity is really helpful.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I have this technique of uh, message mapping, which is when an organization needs to identify its key messages, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's in a crisis situation or just in explaining the story brand, boiling down all the various messages into a clear map on an eight and a half by eleven sheet. And I have seen how organizations, if they can all buy into the same set of messages, and I always say it's like singing from the same song sheet. <laughs> and yeah. when they like you sing in harmony, if everybody can be saying the same thing uh, in the same way, so. Working with organizations to develop their message maps um, has been one of the things that I've loved the most. And I actually even used it one time with uh, a a board of directors from a ski academy where there had been a fatality. Mm. A young man had had died uh, on the ski slopes and this organization needed a way to Try to articulate what had happened. So that was very meaningful for me to be able to work with people who were in shock and in grief and profoundly, you know, saddened by the loss of this young man. And I, I went in and worked with the this board of directors for like two hours to develop uh, a message map that it was cathartic for them to to talk through the messages and and reminisce about this young man and and his impact on his community. So that was. That was a meaningful experience that I was able to use my professional skills for something that really helped people at at a very difficult time in their lives.
0: That's wonderful. What do you think is the most uh, misunderstood part of public relations? You know, I think that <laughs> <laughs> I was a journalist for a long time, so I had a lot of. Feelings about PR before I crossed over to the dark side, and now I don't have those feelings anymore. But I feel like there's so many misunderstandings about the field of public relations. What do you think is the biggest?
1: Well, I think uh, people call us spin doctors, and they think we're helping companies to tell lies or tell things that are not necessarily totally true. That's not true at all. We're just trying to. Again, I think of it as telling an authentic story and. I, I will not work with a client that asks me to lie to the media because right. that will compromise my own integrity. And
0: you can't ever get that back once you That's lose true. that. That's totally true. Yeah, you're totally right. So I know that um, brand and social media strategy are big hallmarks of your work. And so what should people know about establishing a solid brand footprint, especially in the digital sphere?
1: I think there's three really important components when you're planning uh, you know, the development of your brand. First of all is to really understand your audience. Mm-hmm. And you may have several different targeted audiences, but I think it's really important to create personas or avatars
0: mm-hmm.
1: of people where you'd say, you know, you give these people names and you might find pictures of them from a magazine that you can cut out and say this is this is Susie and she's from Long Island, New York and she she wears Carhartt jeans and she <sighs> drives a Jeep. Uh uh (laughs) And she reads, uh, she reads, I don't know, sports a field magazine and like what media this person consumes and what, what other things do they like to do? And then once you understand that audience and the avatars that represent your audience, and then, then you establish your messages or your story, Mm -hmm. then you can figure out the best way to connect your story with your targeted audiences. And, so for example, if you're dealing with people, if your target audience is people who are in assisted living home, you're not going to be using Snapchat or TikTok.
0: <laughs> right, to to right, cable. right. <laughs> you might
1: you might want to use Facebook because a lot of elderly people are using Facebook um, to, to connect with their grandchildren, mm-hmm. but you also might want to send them a letter in the mail. <laughs> whereas, whereas conversely, if your audience does consist of a lot of, Teenagers, Uh uh, you probably do want to connect with them digitally. So I feel like there should be um, your brand should be represented online in an authentic way as it shows up in the real world. And I think there should be a lot of crossover Mm -hmm. on my my podcast, the PR Maven podcast. I talk a lot about how. We should always endeavor to meet people in person if we have only met them online. Sure. And if we meet them online, um, wait a minute, we should meet them we should try to meet them both ways basically. Yes, yes and definitely. If you meet somebody in person, you should connect online to basically ex- uh, extend the relationship.
0: Sure.
1: But I I don't think you could you should have a personality online that's not
0: in true alignment with with who you are in the real world. Interesting. So yeah, I'm hearing you say that um, your your brand footprint really needs to be in, in concert with your customers or your audience that you're targeting, and it needs to translate. So if you're a retail store or whatever you are, um, the way you would be in the store with the customer is how you need to be in digitally as well.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So that it feels the same, because essentially a brand is not the logo and it's not the tagline or the slogan the brand is really, it resides in the hearts and minds of the targeted audience. So yeah. for example, you know, if, if you love Carhartt jeans, or if you love uh Harley Davidson, that's a great example, because there's people who love Harley Davidson and they, they call themselves the hogs. They're the Harley <laughs> owners group yeah. and they kind of have a brand community. It's, it's, it's kind of a tribe of raving fans. Yeah. And that's really, the goal of a strong brand is have having all these brand ambassadors, people that run around and they're so enthusiastic about your brand that they identify it as part of their own persona. It's like yeah. part of their DNA.
0: How do you think brands get there? I mean, there are brands that you know I can name a, a bunch, and then there are brands that that don't have that tribe. Like, how do you think that happens? I think again, it's, it's making a true connection
1: between the brand and these raving fans. And, and I think that a brand should be paying attention to who those super fans are sure. and making sure you're, you're serving them in some way. Yeah. And, you know, again, we're going back to being of service
0: right? and that's right. either you
1: know, serving up content to them that might be in, informative. It might be educational. It might be entertaining. I know there's an example of a swimming pool company in Pennsylvania. I think it was that, you know, just started pumping out all these uh, videos about how to, how to install a swimming pool, how to take care of your swimming pool, how much chlorine to put in. And and that's an example of content that, that fill the need. Mm -hmm. And of course the interesting thing now too, is that Google Will know if a company really is serving up content that yeah. connects with its customer. You know, Google is going to send people to your site if you really serve your people. Yeah, and you know, I always say Google is like Santa Claus. It knows <laughs> if you're not, you're nice.
0: <laughs> That's so cute. I love that.
1: So don't be naughty. You know, be nice <laughs> and 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 serve your customers and and really know who they are. and yes. it's. Like if you equate it back to an old time, like a general store in a little town, like if the the guy who owned the store knew his people by name when they walked in so they could greet them by name, yeah. you know, you want to do the same thing, you know, but on a much larger scale with the internet. But wow. when I go to a brand that I like, I feel like, oh, wow, they've got stuff that I love, you know, they're
0: yes. like, they're there for me, they're going to take care of me. Well, and that's really interesting too, because I believe you have to be in business to make a difference. And of course you want to do well, you want the revenues to grow, but that can't be the overriding concern. It has to be because you want to make impact. You want to help people's lives. And if that's what's guiding you, then you can't help but connect because you actually really care. It's not just about selling. It's about connecting and and transcending transactions. Totally.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and customers can tell if you're just using them. If if the relationship is totally transactional, people have they they can feel it again in yeah. their in their heart and in their mind.
0: <laughs> yep, that's for sure. Well, on this show, um, I usually like to finish episodes by asking my guests if they might offer what we call a permission slip to our listeners. And what we mean by that is, um, you know, giving yourself permission to go in pursuit of your purpose. You know, living by your meaning. And so I wonder if there's a permission slip you might write for our listeners today.
1: My permission slip would be to really just be yourself because, to be honest, there was a lot of years where I thought I was a little over the top, you know, like I I am a little too much for some people. So I kind of held back. And then the past. I've been like, you know what, if they can't handle me, <laughs> again, they're
0: <in> the audience. <laughs> right. No, I love that.
1: The past two years, as I've gotten, you know, I can sort of see the end of my career. And, and uh it's like, okay, the last two years of this career, I'm gonna be Nancy Marshall, <laughs> whether you like it or not. So my permission <laughs> is to just let yourself be yourself, be the authentic you. And and because there's only one you. Yes. And and you've got to walk the walk and talk the talk. And the the people who are part of your brand, they'll be attracted to that and the people who are not will be detracted, but let them go
0: be with somebody else. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love it. I love it. You're not too much. You're wonderful. <laughs> be you. I love the Nancy Marshall. That's it's <laughs> a good person to be. Well, awesome. Nancy Marshall, thank you so much for being on the Make Meaning Podcast. It's such a pleasure to talk with you.
1: I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. It's so great. And, and I look forward to meeting you in person. And hopefully there won't be any COVID so we can give each other a hug.
0: I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. I'm coming to Maine. I love Michigan, but I'm coming to Maine. It's, I've been there once and I loved it. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. I'll show you all around. Thanks for listening to the Make Meaning Podcast with Lynn Galodner. You can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. If you like what you've heard here, join us over at makemeaning.org to discover how you can add more meaning to your life. And hey, if you like our conversations, please subscribe and share this episode with the meaningful people in your world.